year. We want you. of his love. Long to glorify you, Jesus. Sweet. 
verse first, y'all. I've got a friend. Hallelujah. Closer than a brother. Hear this. There is no judgment. Oh, how he loves me. I've got a friend. And he is my strength. Yes, he is. He is my portion. With me. With me.
Jesus. I want this new year to count for you, Jesus. I can't do it without your help.
Holy Spirit has a word for us, so just wait patiently before His presence. Just linger just another moment. Give Him opportunity to speak if He chooses to. situation looks hopeless, but I want you to know that even on your darkest day, I was there with you. I walk with you. I will not leave you. 
I will not forsake you. I have not left you as an orphan in this world, but I have adopted you. The spirit of sonship is yours. I call you mine. You can call me Abba. I am your father. I am the friend that sticks closer than a brother. Even when the closest person in your life walks away from you or betrays you, know that I will never leave you nor forsake you. Even when circumstances seem adverse all around you, know that I walk through the valley with you. I am a good father. I will not leave you. I will not abandon you. I will not forsake you. I am eternally yours. You are eternally loved by your good Father. Can we just lift our hands and say thank you for the voice of the bridegroom in the midst of his worshiping church. We say thank you, Lord. Aren't you thankful that the Father's words of comfort today? Aren't you thankful for the Father's words of comfort today? He's promised never to leave you nor forsake you. So you can boldly say, the Lord is my helper. We say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give you all the glory, all the praise in Jesus' name. We cry out Hallelujah, hallelujah. Bless the Lord, my soul. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. obeyed the Lord this morning. Uh, if you're new at Northview, you need to know that these altars are always open. You don't ever have to wait till Pastor Tim gives an altar call. When the Spirit of the Lord moves in like he did today, and the, and the invitation is given through song and through his Holy Spirit presence, you're always welcome to come to the front to worship or to, or to be saved, to be renewed in him. So I encourage you today to do that. How he loves you. Oh, how he loves you. He's an awesome father. He's a, a worthy friend. Thank you, Father.
Come, my children, to me, it is time. 
Pastor Tim, would you lead us in a prayer of commitment right now? As a body of believers, we want to recommit ourselves to him today. Thank you. How, how many of you just felt, sensed that wave that came through here just a moment ago? That's not a coincidence, folks. That is the presence of the Holy Spirit of God. And I encourage you, all of us, myself, you, us, right now, that we respond to him hovering over us, flowing in this place. This wave of glory that just came through here. Let us respond to that. This word of living a life that is fully committed, heart, our body, our soul, our mind, let us heed that call today. So pray with me, would you? Holy Father, today, right now, we come to you. We humble ourselves before you. Lord, we acknowledge that we are all sinners in need of a Savior, and that is exactly who you are to us today. So, Lord, we give our hearts to you fresh. We submit ourselves to you fresh. We declare your lordship over our lives today. Fresh. Just like it's the first time. And, Lord, we, we submit to you. And we commit to your lordship and your kingship over our lives today. Your kingdom come. And your will be done in us and through us today, Father God. We welcome your signs, your miracles, your wonders. We welcome your salvation. We welcome your healing. We welcome your moving. We welcome your gifts. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. You are welcome here. We welcome your strength for the weak. We welcome your courage for the discouraged. We welcome your salvation for the lost today. Somebody just help me welcome him right now. We're here for him, we're not here for us. We're here for you, holy God. You are holy, you are worthy. Oh, so holy, holy, holy you are. Hey. Lord, I just pray we right now, every born again child of God, I encourage you right now, just close your eyes and lift your hands to heaven and just ask him right now, Lord, fill me fresh. Would you do that? Just fill me fresh, fresh with the presence of your Holy Spirit, with fresh fire, with fresh oil out of heaven right now. Fill us fresh, Lord God. Fill us fresh, Lord God. 
Fill us fresh, Lord God. Holy God, fill us fresh, holy God. Fill us fresh, holy God. Holy, 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 holy. Could we sing that again? He's holy. Could we sing that again? He's holy. Come on, y'all, because he's holy. He's worthy. Let's sing that one more time. Sing it, church. Tell him you of the angels and the saints in heaven right now. It's 10,000 times 10,000 in your throne room. 20 million beings singing holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and who is and who is to come. Holy, holy, holy is the lamb that appeared to have been slain, but he lives forevermore. His name is Jesus, y'all. He is the Lamb of God that's taken away the sins of the world. And I don't know about anybody else, but I can't wait to see him face to face. Hallelujah. But today I worship him by faith. And with every ounce of passion inside of me, I declare he is holy and he is worthy. Hallelujah. Put your hands together if you would. Just lift your voice to him. Aren't you glad this morning that Emmanuel, you may be seated. Emmanuel is not just a word we sing at Christmas. He is God with us now, and he is God with us all through 2023. Amen. Are you thankful for that? Yes, I am too. Praise God. We just want to welcome you here today. Thank you for being with us at Northview Harvest Ministries. We so love to see our faithful faith family every Sunday. And um, we would just want to give a big shout out to our online congregation. Give them a big shout out this morning. Thank them for joining us this morning. Yes. And if you're a first time, if this is your first time here, if you'll open up your bulletin, you will see a form that says first time here. 
And we would like for you to fill this out, and it tears right off. It's perforated. And if you will take that to the Welcome Center when you walk out these doors, it's to your right. If you'll take this to the Welcome Center, someone will be there to give you a nice gift bag, some information about the uh, ministry. So we hope that you'll take advantage of that. If you brought somebody with you, make sure they visit the Welcome Center this morning. I have a few announcements before we um, go to our offering time. Um, if you were not here last Sunday and you did not get an ornament from the Bleases and the Hodges, we have an ornament for your family. And as you leave today, our greeters will have those for you, so you are welcome to get one of those. We want you to take one. Also, tomorrow, we will be taking the Christmas decorations down. So anybody that wants to help us, if you'll be here at 10 o'clock in the morning, um, we would love to have your help, and we will be sure that we feed you as well. Um, also, tomorrow starts our 21-day fast. Who's ready for that? Yes. Um, this is a time that we set aside to commit ourselves to the Lord even more. That what nobody really was that excited about it, were they? <laughs> that, I heard a little bit of clapping over here. This, is, but we should be excited about it because this is a time to commit ourselves, to consecrate ourselves, to give up some things that our flesh loves, to spend more time with God. So that's good, right? We're excited about that because we believe that some things only come by prayer and fasting. And we believe that we want to set apart these 21 days of the new year starting tomorrow to consecrate ourselves and get ourselves ready for what God is going to do in 2023. How many of you are excited about 2023? Yes, yes. You know, no matter what comes, God's got us, y'all. This has been a rough year for a lot of people. This has been hard. There have been losses and sickness and all kinds of things. But God has been with us all through all of that. Amen. And he will be so this year as well. Um, so um, also this Wednesday night, our classes resume. We haven't had classes in a long time. So we would love to have you come back for our uh, ladies' classes that we have, our men's classes, and all our classes for our kids. So we can't wait to see you Wednesday night and get that started again. At this time, I'm going to dismiss Children's Church and Miss Terry uh, Lemon. If you will follow Miss Terry over here, um, kids, you can follow her to Children's Church this morning. And Brother Paul. Yes. Let's give them a hand as they go. We got some cute kiddos here at Northview. Amen. Love our kids. So who's ready to give this morning? Yes, it's a good, a, good a good day to give. We just want to thank you um, for all your giving. If you need a tithing envelope, our ushers are moving forward at this time. If you'll raise your hand, they will give you a tithing envelope. Um, we just want to thank you all as we do every Sunday. Thank you for your giving. Thank you for all that you do for Northview Harvest Ministries. We just thank you because your giving enables us to do what we need to do here. Um, not just keep lights on and heat when we need it and cool when we need it but to bless many people all around the world we do that through north U harvest ministries and we want to thank you um the slides up on the screens you will see ways to give we give you many opportunities to give you know it's changed used to it just always used to be give it on sunday morning but now you can give anytime you want to so we are thankful for those opportunities to give so if you will stand and prepare yourself to give if you're giving in house today we want to thank you. You can come and give now.
Hallelujah. We bless the name of Jesus today. Ushers, if y'all will bring it in, we will bless the offering. Yes, we will. Could you guys tap me just a little bit of monitor on this? And you can take me down in the house just a little bit, Jonathan. Father, today we bless this offering. And we bless the tithe as we return to you that which is yours. We're not buying miracles. We're simply operating in obedience. God, you didn't come to give demands. You came to establish order. You didn't give orders. You established order. And we flow in that order because in the order you established, Lord God, are the blessings that we look for. We honor you today as our provider. And we return to you your tithe and, and we fully expect you to bless what is left, as you said, and to bring increase to our lives, our homes, our seed, our children, and our children's children. So God, today we declare over this offering and we declare over this ministry and everybody that is, that is associated with it, we declare there is an abundance in this house. There is abundance in this house. There is abundance in this house. Let me hear somebody say, in the name of Jesus and on the authority of God's holy word. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Why don't you look to somebody on your right and your left and tell them how glad you are to be with them today in the Lord's house. Why don't you tell them how blessed they are to be this close to you? Come on, tell them that the blessing's not all yours, but you are blessed. I thank the Lord today for his great goodness. Happy New Year, everybody. Yes, go ahead and thank the Lord, would you? Now, Pastor Kim mentioned tomorrow we begin 21 days of prayer and fasting. And uh, I will be sending out some information on fasting uh, to those that I have received your email address. There are sign-up sheets on the information desk out in the foyer. And if you have not signed up yet, if you would like to receive a daily email dispatch from myself with some scripture, a devotional thought, and a prayer directive. So we're all moving in the same direction. I would encourage you to sign up on that. And that will be uh, going out. Usually I send it out about midnight. So look for it. If you have already signed up on the email and you don't get it, um, check your spam or whatever and make sure it's not in there. And then if you still don't have it, please let me know and I will look into it to make sure I didn't put your email address in wrong. But we are moving forward with that in 2023. So last week, I, I had you out of here in a record amount of time. Now, I'm like one of those cell phone carriers. I got rollover minutes today. <laughs> I'm just playing, nobody get nervous. <clears throat> 
But I do have some things on my heart. Uh, I don't know about anybody else, but for several weeks now, the Lord has been stirring some deep things in my spirit. And I just feel like God has been opening some things up in the heavenlies for me. And if he opens it for me, as Christ has appointed me to be the pastor over this ministry, then whatever he pours on me flows down to you, right? And I am very conscientious of that. So I believe that whatever God is doing in me, he is either doing or going to do in you as well. So today I want to give you some words that I feel like God has given me for 2023. And I kind of want to give some 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 bullets, some directives that we can walk this thing out. First of all, let's do this. Would you say, we are sword drawn, word ready, purpose filled. We will not be denied. And in Jesus' name, we will do everything, not somehow, but. Amen. So here's the first thing I want to give you this for this year. 2023 is breaking the average barrier. That's one of the things that the Lord has spoken to me, that we will be breaking the average barrier. That's every individual. That any area of your life that has remained average, any area that the enemy has tried to hold you down to being normal or average, God is sending breakthrough to propel you to places you have not been yet. So I'm here to tell you promotion is coming your way. Doors of opportunity are about to swing open wide for you. And I'm here to declare to you that there are in, in those promotions is going to be increased responsibility, increased influence, increased finances. So you better go ahead and prepare yourselves to steward what God is about to give you. He's about to move you out of the realm of some ordinary situations. Favor, y'all. Favor. 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 Somebody shout that word, favor. Favor ain't fair. Come on, somebody. I wonder if I got any child of God in here today that understands he loves you. Amen. Psalms 5 and 12. For you, O Lord, bless the righteous and you surround them as uh, with a shield, with favor as with a shield. In other words, as a shield will put, surround you, God says, I'm going to put favor around you. Now, let me go ahead and tell you something about the shield. The shield isn't always defensive. It's not always blocking the blow of the adversary. Come on now. See, the Roman soldiers, they would line up in a big, long array, a big, long line, and they had these shields called a thurios. That was about the size of a door. It was made out of wood frame, had seven layers of leather. They soaked it in water for about 10 days before they'd go to the battlefield. So this thing was soaking wet with water. It was major heavy, and when these Roman soldiers got on the battlefield, they would take off running at their adversary with their shoulders just planted behind this shield, and when they got to the front line of the enemy with that shield, they would just, like a bowling ball, just go through everything. Kind of like the Dallas Cowboys defensive line, Billy. Just blow it up. Everybody shout, blow it up. I can't hear y'all. I said, blow it up. I'm here to tell you God is releasing favor on you in 2023 that's going to blow some stuff up. And in fact, I started instead of calling this breaking the, the uh, average barrier, I started to call it blowing up the average barrier. God's going to break some stuff up, some things that you have always struggled with but you wanted to excel in. And it's not just work and it's not just aptitude stuff. Some of the things in your life spiritually that you wanted to excel in, your giftings or whatnot, God is about to call a season where you are going to go beyond average. Amen. 
Amen. Somebody give the Lord a praise if you believe it today. And the next thing I need to discuss here is something that God has prepared. I didn't do that. Something that God is about to prepare in and through his church. Look at the scripture here I give you in Ephesians chapter five, verses 26 and 27. Husbands, love your wives. Man, I just opened a door wide open and you husbands missed it, man. Husbands, love your wives. Y'all must be doing sign language down in your lap to your wife right beside you or something because husbands love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water by the word. Look at verse 27, that he might present her to himself. To himself, a glorious church. Somebody say that. Somebody say it like you mean it. A glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy. So I want you to look at here. The bride of Christ, the church, is going to be glorious without spot or wrinkle. She's going to be holy and she's going to be without blemish. Now, folks, I'm going to tell you right now, this is the church that Jesus is coming back after. The church in America doesn't fit this today. In fact, let me give you some stats right here that came out in in the fall of 2022. Per Barna report, 40% of pastors have contemplated leaving their church roles. 42% of pastors have contemplated quitting. There's a new phrase that came out in ministry since uh, COVID-19 in 2021, and the new phrase is this, the great resignation. 50% of pastors are 56 years old and above. You know what that means? There's no young people going into the ministry. Denominations are numerically dying. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. 45% of pastors spend 10 to 15 hours per week preparing a sermon. Why do I mention that? Good Lord, man, you spent that much time putting a sermon together, you just get you a word from the Lord and spend that 10 or 15 hours praying and soaking and marinating in that thing and get up and preach like a man on fire. I'm gonna move on now. That's meddling, but I felt like meddling. Somewhere around 1,000 pastors leave the ministry annually either by choice, they quit, or by force, they got fired. Claimed church membership. In the year 2000, in this same poll, 70% of Americans said they were members of a local church. 
22 years later, excuse, yes, 22 years later, that number dropped down to 49%. 49% of Americans said they attend or members of a local church. That is the lowest number percentage of membership in the, in the, in the history of them doing polls on Christendom in the United States of America. One in six young adults identify as LGBTQ+. In 2019, 4,500 Protestant churches closed. 39% of Americans see the pastor as honest. Did anybody have the same problem I had with that number? 39% see a pastor as honest. What does the other 61% see him as? In the year 2000, the average church attendance in the United States of America was 137. In 2022, it was down to 65. Average church in America runs 65 people. In fact, they have restructured the way that churches are looked at in their size. Let me share some of that with you. And I know some of you may say, this is boring. Hold on, because I'm going to show you something with this thing right here. All right, are we ready? Get this, get this. Let me get over here. The smaller church in America used to be under 100. Now it's under 150. Uh, excuse me, it's under 50. In fact, 31%, almost one-third of churches in the United States of America today average less than 50 people. The mid-sized church used to be around 200 people, but now that's, that's down 50 to 99 in attendance is a mid-sized church. A larger church used to be around 300 people, but now in today's terminology, the larger church is anywhere from 100 to 249 people in attendance, average. The new very large church in America is, is categorized as having 250 plus in attendance, average. We are an anomaly here in Scotland County because we have several large churches. You're sitting in one of them today. You have Stewartsville, you have New Hope, you have Springfield Church of God, you have East Laurenburg Church of God. So we have several churches here in our city that would qualify as being very large churches. But here's the thing, folks. There's still 50% of people in Scotland County that are unsaved and unchurched. So we sure better not get comfortable just because we got a big church and we got people and we got money in the bank. As long as there are people lost, as long as there's people sighing and crying and dying, we still have our work cut out for us. And as long as we're still in the earth, let me talk to some of y'all senior folks that say, well, I've done my time in ministry. I'm, I'm just kicking back to the Lord done call me home. If you draw in breath, you're still in the ministry. I don't care if you're praying or encouraging or what, but you still have a purpose and a plan. So we are a multi-ethnic, come on somebody, we are a multicultural, but we are also a multi-generational ministry. So that means whether you're in the youth group or whether you're in the older-er group, we're still doing ministry. Come on, look at somebody and say, we're still doing ministry. All those numbers I just gave you folks show me that we got a problem here in America. And that does not fit a glorious church. 
It doesn't fit a church without spot or wrinkle. It doesn't fit a holy church and it doesn't fit a church without blemish. Because I'm gonna tell you what, this glorious church right here, there's gonna be something dynamic about it, something that's gonna be thriving about it, something that's gonna have some vitality to it that it's gonna be impacting people's lives. It's gonna be impacting the community in which it sits and we're not here just to have a holy huddle on Sunday morning. We're here to see people's lives changed by the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Somebody give him a praise if you believe that and you agree with me on that today. Now one of the things this, this, this is right here, there's a verse in the Bible in Haggai chapter two verse nine and this is when the people of Israel had come back from captivity of 70 years and they came back to rebuild in the city of Jerusalem that had been ransacked all those years earlier by the Babylonians. They tore down the city walls, they burnt the gates, they tore down the temple. So they came in and they started building this little temple. Now to us it wouldn't be little, but compared to what was there the years before, that was started to be built by Solomon and, and was built by him, overlaid inside with gold and silver. It was one of the wonders of the world of its day. But that thing was demolished. So when they came back, they started building something with the resources they had, but it was nothing compared to how big and full of majesty that previous building was. But listen what God says. Don't look at what's happening in the natural. God said, look what's happening in the spirit. Listen what he says. The glory of this latter house. Somebody repeat that after me. The glory of this latter house. Listen to what he says, it shall be greater than the former. The former might have been prettier, but I'm about to unlock something in the heavenless, the heavenly residue of my presence that's gonna set on this place that the previous place didn't have to this degree. And folks, I'm gonna tell you right now, with this right here, this glorious church, you better mark my words. God's getting ready to unlock some stuff in 2023 that's gonna be changing the tide and the direction of his church. It won't change overnight because this is a big ship here in America. But I'm going to tell you right now, there's an awakening, there's a revival, there's a turning that is coming to the United States of America and God's about to get his church ready and he's coming back after a glorious church. He's coming back after a church that's without spot or wrinkle. We're going to be a glorious church because we're going to be walking and talking and moving and grooving. You want me to sing that? Walking, never mind. All that we're gonna be doing is gonna, we're gonna be moving in the power, the presence, the leading, and the direction of the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. We're gonna see him doing things that you have never dreamed of because he's coming soon. Do you hear me? He's coming soon. We just had Christmas and I told you Advent. When we came into the Christmas season, I told you how Advent was the celebration of the baby who came, but it's also the looking forward of hope that he's coming again, just like he said. And you will not leave this room today without having this nailed in your spirit. Jesus Christ, the resurrected Lord, that in the book of Acts chapter one, went up into heaven in a cloud, and the men who stood there gazing at that cloud, they had some men appear and they said, why do you stand here looking up? Because the same way he left, 
He will come again. Let me hear somebody say, he's coming again. But he's not coming back after wimpy, beat up, torn up, tattered, divided, hating and hateful and racist and unjustified church. He's coming back after a people that's gonna be walking in the power, the presence, the unity of the spirit and we are looking for him and we want nothing else but to please him. I wish somebody would help me preach just a minute. We don't have an agenda. Our agenda is the heart of God. Our agenda is we say your kingdom come and your will be done. Whatever God you need, here am I. Send me. He's gonna, he's gonna take what this, this tattered thing of the church and the earth today. And folks, I'm gonna tell you what, he's gonna do a majestic work just like he said in Haggai, he's gonna make the glory of the latter house greater than that of the former. So whatever you've seen God do in history, whatever you read about Azusa Street, something bigger's coming. Whatever you read on through the book of Acts and you read chapter after chapter after chapter and you see how the Holy Ghost turned things around. Come on, somebody. You see how Peter's locked up in jail and you see how the shackles and the handcuffs fell on him and the prison doors opened up because the saints were praying and he just gets up and walks out when the angel said, come on, boy, what you doing in here still? I ain't getting no help up in here. You're gonna see how Paul's, Paul reaches down there and gets bit by a viper and he doesn't wig out and call 911 he just slings the thing off. Come on, somebody. You see all kinds of things. You see Acts 16, you see Paul and Silas in the jail in the midnight hour when the beaten and the torn and the bruised and the bloody, but they wouldn't be quiet. And the Bible says they continue to sing praises to the God, the Lord of God of their salvation. And at the midnight hour, earthquake hit. And again, man, that earthquake wasn't just an earthquake, it was a glory quake. I wanna see some glory quakes. Come on, somebody. Because you know what? If it was, I've always said this, the prison doors opened up, an earthquake can do that, but it wasn't just that because Paul and Silas said the shackles fell off of them and it wasn't just allocated to them, it went through the whole prison. The doors opened up, the shackles fell off, off of people's feet, the handcuffs fell off their hands to the point that when the, when the warden came in, he just knew everybody had escaped, but that's an even greater miracle. Nobody left. If that had happened in a Marlboro County jail, Soon as that door popped open and those chains hit the ground, they'd been out the door. I ain't getting no help. But I'm here to tell you right now what God did in the book of Acts. You better get ready because the Lord told me years ago there's an Acts part two coming. There's an Acts part two coming. Before Jesus comes back after his church, there's an Acts part two coming. And what you read in the book of Acts here is gonna be like a little kindergarten class. But what he's about to do is gonna be like college level. I'm telling you, something dynamic's about to hit the earth. And I believe this year we're gonna see some stuff swing and we're gonna see some things turn. I gotta hurry up and get y'all out of here. Glorious without spot or wrinkle, holy and without blemish. And here's the thing, y'all write this down right here. Say no to canned Christianity. Now I coined this term. I shouldn't say I coined it. 
Back in December the 7th, in a time of prayer, I was writing in my journal some things that the Lord was laying on my heart, and I just couldn't get away from it. So about every day or every other day, I'd have to go back and revisit the things that the Lord had laid on my heart. Can I talk to y'all for just a minute? I don't know if y'all ready for this. Please hear my heart. Because this is how I wrote it on 1226. Christ is not dead. Christianity is not dead. The church of Christ is not dead. Foe, pseudo, Christian wannabe stuff, that's dead. Facsimiles of Christ are dead. Canned religion is dead. Denominationalism is dead. Now that's going to make some folk upset because that's a sacred cow with a lot of people. When we start talking about the denomination, we don't want to touch that. Because let's be honest, it's almost been like God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit in our denomination for so long. We don't know how to worship one without the other. But I'm going to tell you what, we've looked at denominations for so long here in America that God's got to kill some sacred cows. I shared with you just a moment ago in that reading those statistics that that the majority of denominations are dying and are in decline. And I can tell you that is true. And I can tell you even in our denomination, I did the numbers. They were given to me. I don't know if they were supposed to be given to me, but they were given to me. So you give them to me, I'm going to work them. And I studied our denomination from 2015 to 2019. I didn't even mess with COVID 2020. I knew that, that would be a wreck. So I did 2015 to 2019 and everything from Sunday school to church attendance on Sunday mornings, AM worship services, discipleship programs, everything was almost a double digit decline in a four year period. And folks, I'm part of this thing and I'm, I'm part of the leadership of it. And, and I, am, I am trumpeting, we've got to do some things different. But I'm gonna tell you, you better hear me, here's the thing. We are so accustomed in church to coming in and the preachers got everything packaged for us. The praise team's got everything packaged for us. The media's got everything packaged for us. It is so funny, last week when we had Christmas service, somebody invited me to their Christmas service. We started at 11, we started at 11 and they started at 10. They said, you can come to ours and then run over to yours. They have no idea. You just don't run over and do this. There are no church fairies in here getting stuff ready for y'all. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? Listen, when you come in those doors back here, there have been people in here working on birthing and creating an atmosphere for you to come into. We don't swoop in here if we start at 10.30. We don't swoop in here at 10.25 and throw stuff on and flip switches. I can't get no help up in here. We're trying to set an atmosphere for the miraculous. If we're gonna have that glorious church, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. My wife bought some Boston butts a few months back. 
Oh, y'all don't like that real stuff, do y'all? She bought it from Carly C's. It was on sale. She brought it in and she plopped that big old thing in the sink and I cut it in half. Yes, we cut that thing in half and she cooked one and she froze the other. Well, guess what? A week or so before Christmas, she said, I'm pulling that other half of that Boston butt out and I'm gonna put it in the crock pot. She, she was true to her word. And let me tell y'all something. I walked in, in the garage coming up the back steps to go in my back door and I didn't even have to open the door, y'all. Boston butt was hitting me in the nose. Let me tell you something, folks. See, if you're gonna have something that's really good and you're gonna have something that's to that degree, you're gonna have to invest a little time into it. Now, some of y'all rather be just sitting at home and go in there to your pantry instead of investing all that time and effort and work and preparation and waiting time. You'd rather go in there and pop you open a little can of Aeneas because you're used to eating canned stuff. I ain't getting no help up in here. Y'all rather grab y'all three or four saltines and a little can of potted meat and a fork and go at it. Come on, somebody. But how many of y'all know that canned stuff can't compare to Miss Kim's cooked stuff? But here's the thing, y'all. We have, listen now, listen. We have, in the last 20 years, most denominations are sending everything down the pike. Do this program. Do this. Do it this way. Do it that way. And everything is canned. I'm telling y'all right now, God's raising up a group of leaders and pastors and denominational leaders and Christians around this country. We don't want the canned stuff anymore. We don't mind spending a little time, but we're gonna cook something up. We're gonna burst something. We're gonna exercise some creativity. We're gonna bring something to the table that brings glory to the Lord and will bring power and resurrection. Can Christianity, listen, listen, listen. I, I, I have no problem. I, I love reading devotionals and I love, I love stuff like that. But let me tell you something. Nothing's ever gonna take the place of you sitting down with a Bible and a blank notebook and you waiting on God and let God speak to you. Okay, let me rewind that and say it again. Okay, nothing's gonna take the place of you, I love Max Lucado, I love all those guys, I love all the devotionals, I love the Version Bible app, it's got all the devotionals, but let me tell you something folks, sometimes we get so used to stuff being canned. What is that, what is a book? It's canned Christianity. Do I read books? I, I read probably a whole lot more than most of y'all read. I read constantly, I read daily. But let me tell you something, folks. There comes a time that everything that we're gonna get that we need fresh from God, you're not gonna find in canned Christianity. Listen to me. Write this word down, pathfinders. Pathfinders. God's raising up men and women that will blaze a new trail. They're gonna be pathfinders. And listen, listen, listen now, listen. That doesn't always mean we're gonna go find something new. Most Christians are looking for that newest, latest, greatest deep revelation and we watch TBN to see what Ron Carpenter Jr. and all those guys are gonna give us the latest, greatest, deepest revelation. Oh, fool we on some of that stuff. Here's the problem with the church. We've been looking for something new and we ain't done a thing with what's been given to us for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Let me tell you what my thing is. We need to go back and redig some old wells. We need to go back and redig some old wells. I'm gonna show you something in just a minute. Old wells like living a sanctified life. Ah, oh, the preacher's preaching up in here on New Year's Day, hallelujah. 
What about redeeming some old wells and saying, God, what's my assignment today? Oh, what about an old well like this? I'm tired of fighting the fight all by myself. I'm tired of my good ideas. I need the anointing of the Holy Ghost on my life. Well, the last time I went to sleep and woke up, this was still a Pentecostal holiness church. I wonder if I got some Holy Ghost-filled people in here today that can say I need more of the Holy Ghost in my life. But I'm gonna tell you what, this little canned Christianity of pad answers and two plus two is this and all you gotta do is three, these three steps and you'll be this. And I'm gonna tell you what, folks, ain't nothing gonna take the place of you getting along with God and saying, God, birth something in me. God, do something fresh in me. And I'm going to tell you what, when you do that, that's like you're getting along with a spiritual crock pot and you are the Boston butt. And you climb on up in there and you say, God, oh, I wish I could get some help up in here. You're going to be like Jacob when he grabbed a hold of the Lord that night on the mountain and he said, God, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. In other words, I'm not going to let you go until the next level of my destiny and purpose is unlocked in my life. I wish I had about five people in this room today that would say that to God. I'm not going to let you go until you unlock something new in me in 2023. Three things right here. You ready? Three things. God's been saying these three things to me for months. I shared them with the men's class way back, I don't know, October, November. These three things. Sanctified. Somebody shout sanctified. You know what that is? That's holy living. That means when you're scrolling through Facebook or internet or whatever, gentlemen, and there's half-clad girls there in their bikinis flaunting their stuff on a little preview video. You don't click it and go to that site. I ain't getting no help up in here. That means, ladies, that, that your favorite gossip buddy that you used to hang with, the phone rings and you look down and see her number, you might as well answer the phone and say, look, we're not gossiping today. These are sanctified ears. See, here's what sanctified means. Sanctified means set apart set apart. Gentlemen, your eyes ought to be set apart. If you're married, they're set apart for one woman. If you're not married yet, they're set apart till you find that one woman. Somebody ought to give me an amen on here. Sanctified. Now look at here. One of the problems that we've had in America is we have, we have this pendulum Christianity. Everybody say pendulum. Y'all know like the old grandfather clock with the pendulum? We go one far, one way, it's too far. And then we go the other way, the other extreme, and that's too far. Like years ago, when I was growing up in Pentecostal, Church of God, Assembly of God, churches, whatnot, man, a woman had to have long hair, no makeup. She had to wear a frock. Dress. I, went, I asked my wife one night, we were talking. I said, is, is there like a Church of God blue jean skirt factory somewhere? <laughs> Y'all ever know? Come on, I grew up in McCall. All those girls wore blue jean skirts. Is that not the truth? And they still do. I got no problem with that. Now, I'm not knocking it. I'm not knocking it. 
But I, I never, I have never, in all the years, 37 years, 40 years counting dating, that I've been with my wife in women's clothing store, I have never seen a blue jean skirt hanging on a rack. Rodney, have you never seen a blue jean skirt hanging? Where do they get these things from? Is there like a special Amazon for denominations? I didn't know. But back then, man, you get one inch cut off your hair, ladies, y'all go in a hell in a handbasket. You better hit that altar and repent. You have removed the glory of the Lord from your life. I saw some of y'all without makeup. I thank God for makeup. I say makeup is sanctified. Maybelline, Haybeline, uh, I don't know. I'm sorry, y'all. My mama dropped me when I was a baby. I, I think she dribbled me like a basketball. And all the husbands finally said amen. No, you don't say it now. Y'all done missed your window of But used to back then, boy, you, it's a clothesline religion. And then people started saying, you know what? That's not what really makes somebody holy. We, that's too bad. That's too hard. That's too far. Then they, the pendulum swung. Back now, ladies dress any way they want to. They show body parts that you leave nothing to the imagination. And men are not sancti living a sanctified life to curtail their imagination. How about we get that pendulum back to a happy median? Well, we say, God. Cause us to be holy. Here's the thing. Sanctified. There's two things about being sanctified. And I'm going to teach on this stuff later on. I'm just giving y'all a little crust off the top today. Listen. Because there's several things in the Bible that says it sanctifies us. The blood of Jesus sanctifies us. The name of God sanctifies us. The Holy Spirit himself sanctifies us. There's a whole plethora of things that sanctifies us. But here's the thing. For you today and for me, you got to sanctify yourself. You know what? you got to make the choice. And you've got to say to God today, Lord, today I make a choice to sanctify myself. I set myself apart for you. I want something in you that I've never had before, God. So I separate myself as I never had before. This second thing is anointed. Now, I don't even have time to mess with that one. That's too deep, man, because I get to messing with that, and we're going to be here till 6 o'clock tonight. But I'm going to tell you right now, to be anointed means you are walking in the power, the presence, and the person of the Holy Spirit. And you better hear me well. One of the lies that the devil has tricked the church with, with canned Christianity, is that whoever's up here behind this pulpit is the only person anointed. That's a lie from hell. Because let me tell you something. When the Holy Ghost comes into you at salvation... He brings the anointed with him. Everybody in here saved, wave your hand at me. Wave your hand at me. Wave your hand. Hold your hand up. Look around at the hands that are up around you. Look at two people. Tell them you're anointed. You just didn't get saved, man. You got sanctified and the Holy Ghost came inside of you. You are anointed by the Spirit of God. And this last thing, folks, that we're going to have to key in on in 2023 is this. You're assigned. You are assigned. You have an assignment from the Holy Ghost. Listen, 
Check this out. I got a cousin lives in Greenville. He's a he's a sheriff's deputy, and uh, y'all think I'm a fool? This boy's a fool on steroids. This boy's crazy. His name's Stevie. His wife's name's Lynn. Stevie sent me a message last night. Now, usually when I get a Facebook messenger message from Stevie, it's some crazy video or something's gonna make me laugh so hard I'm crying. Then me and him spend the next hour laughing and talking, texting right back and forth about it. But last night, I was working on, on some things for this message, this message. In fact, I had just finished this slide in PowerPoint, honest to God, y'all, and my phone beat. And I pulled it up, it was an instant messenger, and I saw this, you know, Stephen Big Hodge is what his name is on Facebook. And uh, I said, oh Lord, what's that crazy nut sent me now? Y'all, all y'all got one of those family members, right? Me and him's that family member to each other. And so I pu- opened it up and I saw it was this long thing on my phone. And I'm like, well that's uncharacteristic of Stevie, what is going on here? Can I tell you what happened? Everybody say assignment. He said, tonight, I had to use up all my remaining Chick-fil-A points. Now, that's a priority list thing, man. If you're going to lose those points, I don't know what kind of card he had, but uh, I don't know if something they were given by the sheriff's department or what, but somewhere after midnight, December 31st, he was going to lose his Chick-fil-A points. Now, a brother can't be losing out on chicken. Especially Chick-fil-A. All God's people said amen. Amen. So listen to what he said. He said the Chick-fil-A by my house closed early around five for New Year's Eve. So he said, I said to Lynn, let's look up one that is open so we don't have to drive all the way if they've closed. So they got the app out and they found one said they were open till six. They got there, it was closed. He said, so they, they looked up another one and he said there was one that he goes to sometimes when he's on duty, he knows the owner. So he said they got there right around six and they were open. So he goes in and they make their order and he's talking to the owner who was there, whom he knows, and uh, told him, you know, just joking, I didn't want to use my, lose my Chick-fil-A rewards. Are y'all with me? So they kind of laughed and chatted around and, and he told him, he said, so why, why didn't y'all close earlier? And the owner said, I don't know. We just didn't. Hold that thought right there. They just didn't. I'm gonna show you how God put some pieces of a puzzle together here. Check this out. After we got through, Lynn, who is his wife, said, hey, while we're all the way on this side of town in Greenville, we can go visit our neighbor, Scott, their neighbor, Scott, who was in the hospital. Get this now, they went all the way across town looking for Chick-fil-A, found one. The owner doesn't know why they're open that late. So while we're here, let's go visit Scott. Scott is a 56-year-old alcoholic who was found three, three weeks prior 
almost dead in his home in AFib, his body all swollen up. He had not gotten any help from anybody. Somebody called EMS, they got him to the hospital. He's been in, in the hospital for three weeks. So Stevie and Lynn go to visit Scott. And they go in there and they start talking to him about Christ and how God's done things in Stevie and Lynn's life. And, and Scott starts telling them how God's been dealing with his heart in three weeks he's been in the hospital. In fact, he doesn't even have any more taste for alcohol. God's been dealing with this man while he's there. So Stevie and Lynn, Stevie said to him and Lynn, they're snotting and bawling because they're telling Scott on the hospital bed how God's moved in their lives and stuff. So they left and they got home and Stevie said it was bothering him because God was dealing with Scott and Stevie didn't ask Scott, Scott, can we pray? Assignment. So Stevie picks his phone up and he texts Scott and he said, hey man, look, I'm not trying to push you toward Christ or anything, but you said he's dealing with you and I just want you to know I'm here. Whenever you want to pray or you want somebody to pray with you, I'm here and I would love to pray the prayer to welcome Christ into your heart with you. Send. Seconds later, ring, 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 ring. Guess who it was? It was Scott. Guess what Scott said? I'm ready. And Stevie's like, no, man, I, I, again, I don't want you to think I'm pushing you. I want you to make, I want this to be a decision in your heart. He's like, no, Stevie, I'm ready. So man, Stevie sent me this, he's balling. I'm sitting at my desk, I'm balling. And here's the thing, y'all. See, it was not a coincidence that the first Chick-fil-A was closed. It wasn't a coincidence for them to get halfway across town and the one supposed to be open was closed. So while you're this far across town, you might as well go to the other one. And you're talking to the owner and then you wonder, why in the world are we all the way over here? This was more than Chick-fil-A points, y'all. Let me tell you something. To get over there and then to say, why we're this close? Listen, y'all, you better understand, there's assignments coming to your life in 2023. You are gonna be directed by the Holy Ghost. Do not be amazed at anything that looks like a coincidence. You better keep your eyes open and keep your ears open and your spiritual radar open to the Holy Ghost because you know what? He's gonna use you on special assignments or we could call it appointments, but they're already set in stone for you. So if your plans get messed up, don't get flustered. Might be something bigger on the horizon that God's about to allow you to walk into. And there's nothing on the earth more important than a human soul. All right, I'm done. Let me drop this to you. Everybody say hello 500. I want you to help me pray and believe and work toward, we want to get to 500 people in 2023. Sunday morning attendance. I don't care if that takes multiple services. You can say, Pastor Tim, you just want a big church. Nope, I want a lot of people. And that's a whole lot different than church. Because we're not here to grow a church. We're here to grow people. Somebody give the Lord a praise if you agree with that.
Because see, here's my thing, y'all. Listen, listen, listen. There's so much potential in this ministry. Do you believe that? Say that with me. There's so much potential here. And we haven't even scratched the surface yet. If half of Scotland County is unsaved and unchurched, what about if we throw in more? Hoke, Marlborough, Richmond, Chesterfield. What if we throw all those in? Are we just going to sit back and say we're happy with 250 people on Sunday because that's about what our average is? Are we going to say we're happy with that? Or are we going to say, God, give us this entire region? I do not want the biggest church around here. I want the biggest Northview Harvest ministry that God wants around here. Which leads me to the, well, there's a group, our attendance chart for 2022. And you can see that red dotted line. That's our trend line. You can see how it was going up, 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 up. We're believing that thing's going to continue to go up and even take a sharper upper turn. But here's the thing, folks. I believe in 2023, God is going to give us creative ways to live up to our name. Not Northview Church. Not Northview Ministries. We are what? Northview what? Northview what? What is a harvest? It's people. I'm just going to lay this at your feet. Then less live up to our name and live in a sanctified life live in an anointed life and live in an appointed life because I can tell you what somewhere God's going to put some of those half of these people that are unsaved around here he's going to put some of them in your path and they are your assignment would you stand to your feet with me today? How many of y'all be willing to say, Pastor Tim, I, I want to sanctify myself to a deeper place. I want to sanctify myself like I have not in a long time. Anybody? Wave your hand at me if you would. In fact, I tell you what, y'all know we, we call this area up here of the church, we call this the altar, right? How many of y'all believe that God still alters lives? at the altar I would like to encourage you to come with me if you've got to leave we understand I, I know folk got stuff to do it's New Year's Day and you probably got family stuff waiting but I would like to welcome somebody who would like to say Pastor Tim I'm going to join with you in agreement today and I want to sanctify myself I want to set myself apart to God and physically I'm going to take steps to show God God I want to draw closer to you and you do that by coming up to this altar. So if you would come, if you would come. Maybe you're in this place today and you can say, Pastor Tim, you know what? I know I'm not where I need to be with God. I want to fix that. And you know what, friend, today? You can change that. God loves you more than you could ever imagine. Yes. God loves you today, church.
Yes, he loves you. Yes, he does. Hallelujah. Would you just tell God in your own way while you're standing up here around this altar, would you just tell him, God, I'm coming to you. I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know how you're going to do it, but God, I'm coming to you. I'm here. I present myself to you, Lord. Take me. Make me what you want me to be. God, make me the man you want me to be. If I've got plans, agendas, stuff that I planned on doing, stuff I wanted to do, but you don't want that in my life, God, you touch it. I'll let it go. I'll lay it all on that altar. As we sanctify ourselves, Lord, we sanctify ourselves. We present ourselves to you today. We present ourselves to you today. Whatever you want, God, you do it. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. God, if there's anything in my life that you want to get rid of, anything you want me to just lay it down, habits, thought patterns, God, I let it go. I release it. Relationships, friends, some folks, you're going to have to separate yourself from a little bit. You don't have to cut them off. You don't have to burn the bridge. But you got to put some slack in the rope that ties that friendship together. Because if that person's not wholesome for your spiritual walk, you're going to have to let it go. You're going to have to decide, do I want God or do I want this thing right here? But I want more of God. I need more of Jesus. I empty myself at this altar, Lord. I empty myself so that you can fill me with what you want. Are you hurting and broken with it? And overwhelmed by the weight of your sin. Jesus is calling. Jesus is calling. Yes, he is. Have you come to the end of yourself? Do you thirst for a drink from the well? Your kingdom come. Jesus is calling. God, use me to build up this glorious church. God, use me to build up this glorious church. Without spot, without blemish, without wrinkle. Touch my heart. Touch my mind. Use my voice. Move on my heart, Spirit of God.
Come on, let's sing this to the Lord as we close sing today. Hallelujah. Sing hallelujah. Christ is risen. Bow down before him. For he is you are the Lord of all. Yes, you are. Financial Peace University sign-up sheets are out there. And uh, we're probably going to cut that off at about 50 people. And it's about 40 on there now. Thank the Lord for that. That's a good thing, right? Would you let me bless you today? May the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you gracious to you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you. Mm. 
the Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. And give you peace. His tranquility, his grace, his provision, his faring well. And may he give you his breakthrough. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you. Would you high five about three people and let's...